You're listening to WMNF Tampa, music and news. to another edition of the Sunday Forum right here on WMNF 88.5 Tampa, Sarasota, St. Pete, surrounding areas. This is your host, Walter L. Smith II, along with the member of the Fourth Estate, my man Mabili. What's going on, Mabili? Hey, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. All right. My here. One, two, one, two. <laughs> Come on, MB, what you gonna do? Ooh, bars. 
What's going on, man? You all right? Yeah, these headphones were not. These headphones were not, but I think I'm good now. Okay. All right. We're good. We're good. We're good. Hey, listen. Thank you for joining us this morning, folks, uh, this Sunday morning at, for this forum. You know, one of the things about the name of this show, the Sunday Forum, you got to remember now, you are the forum. You are the forum. And we bring things to you. And you bring things to us. And so, um, you know, <clears throat> we're going to bring some things to you. This morning, and and, and and we're going to entitle this show today, Wake Up. Wake Up. I Let me like tell you it. why. You like it? You like it, MB? Mm-hmm. Right there. I, I, you know, you got to wake up, folks. I want, I want to say thank you to everybody out there watching live on Facebook. Thank you for joining us uh, live. We see you out there. Thank you very much. Um, you are important to us. Call in 813-239-9663, 813-239-9663. Wake up, everybody. We have some we have some things to talk about. Some things to talk about. So uh first of all, my my um uh, gosh, you heard about the derailment in India? Oh yeah. Oh man, that that's bad. Heart goes out to those folks out there. 275 people oh, man. so far uh killed by the iron rails that impaled some, crushed some, uh, but it was an impact with a with a car that was uh, that was actually um, uh, sitting on the tracks on the wrong track, and they ended up going colliding with it, and it caused uh, this disaster that took place in India. So it's, it's considered to be one of the worst in Indian history. And they, they've had a lot of uh, railway, railway accidents there in India. So uh, heart goes out and prayers go out to the, the folks in India who have been suffering with the loss of loved ones and injuries of loved ones there um, during this disaster. Uh, and there was some uh, other news out of India. I was just looking for it as well. But, yeah, I do... I do think that that's a very unfortunate accident. Uh, but there's something going on with the educational system in mm. India as well. You know, we think uh, when we see these Indian kids winning spelling bees and we, we know that they've always had, you know, India has always taken education very important. It's distressing to see that they're taking important scientific knowledge out of their textbooks in India. Which is really? right wing drift again? <laughs> yeah. Are we doing that over in India now? Yes. Oh man, dude, what what is going on? <sighs> wake up! Wake up! Wake up, everybody! <laughs> wake up! Wake up! Wake they, up! They're gonna drop the periodic tables <laughs> from school kids. I'm like, man, listen, man, yeah. are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Unless you requested in the higher classes, like the 11th and 12th grade, but. Ninth and tenth graders are not going to be aware of the the <laughs> periodic tables. No, man, no, you can't do that. <laughs> I hope they don't. I hope they're not foolish enough here to do that. I I'm hope they're not foolish enough to do something like that here in the United States. So, anyway, I I, I don't know where that's coming from. Don't know where that's coming Maybe. from. As a scientist, I don't understand that one. That's just like way out there. And Doesn't bode well for the future at all. Not at all. Not at all. So. We have some, we have some, uh, (laughs) 
campaign stuff going on there. Right? Yeah. So tonight, 13, well, I say 12 hours from now, there will be a town hall meeting, GOP town hall meeting. And we get to see some of the GOP folk in action, some of their questions, some of their responses, concerns, and so forth this evening. And I got to tell you, I am looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it for a number of reasons. One is because... The GOP is in a, and I say GOP folks, for those who do not know, a grand old party, the Republican Party, uh, which is not so grand um, these days. But I tell you, when we look at the issues surrounding them and their primary, it's very interesting. And it's very critical to the direction that we're going to go into in this country. After the, you know, once once it's time for the general election. Why? Because this is the point where we determine, we start to, where people, you the people, begin to narrow down the people from each of the political parties for the general election when it comes down to determining who will lead this country for the next four years. Now, uh, we are not going to determine here on this show uh, for whom you will vote. But we will tell you this, uh, the facts regarding that are <laughs> are getting crazy right now, very hazy. And let me tell you why. Uh, one is you have a very large playing field on the, on the right right now. When I say the right, I mean the Republican side. That large playing field is made up of some of the usual suspects, if you will, right, the usual players. Who are you expecting? Number three, number one. Number three will be will be uh, is is expected to be on that playing field. Uh, uh, Ron Devil DeSantis will be. Is that, that's not appropriate when you say. <laughs> okay, so Ron, Governor DeSantis will be on the playing field um, for the presidency of the United States as well, which brings up a very interesting question. Okay, how is that going to pan out? Everybody's wondering how that's going to work. Well, you know, you got a lot of other people that you have to consider on that side, not just those two. I want people to recognize there are a lot more players on the left, on on the right, than just those two. Please recall that you have a Nikki Haley, Nimrata, Nimrata Haley, um, former governor of South Carolina. You have Chris Christie. Right. Um, then you have uh, who else is there? Um, Tim Scott. T- Jesus, that his name. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Another South Carolinian, Tim Scott. Which I, I gotta tell you, man, I'm trying to remain journalistically responsible and and everything with this, but I gotta tell you, I'm so disappointed in that. Mm. I'm so disappointed in that. The, it, the, well, okay. Let's let's carry on. Let's carry on. Let's carry. On. I'll come back to that. I'm gonna come okay. back to that. I'll come back to that because I'm very. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, because we want to know. That's embarrassing. <laughs> That's just embarrassing to say the least. But anyway, so <laughs> yeah. So we have Tim Scott, also from South Carolina, and we have a host of other people who are. I think Asa Hutchinson has thrown his hat into the ring. Uh, and the Republicans, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So we have some we have some concerns there. We have we have concerns 
and we have a large playing field on the Republican side. Now, here are the concerns amongst the GOP. One, one of the concerns is, you know, that many of them, contrary to popular belief, there are a large number of people who do not want DeSantis and do not want uh, number three. Right. Okay, to be president. I mean, a number, a large number of people. The, con- the, the Which brings us to the second concern. The second concern is because there are so many people who are on the field right now, on the playing field, on that side, how the, it, the question then becomes how many votes then are going to be taken away? It, it narrows the number of votes down and gives a bigger opportunity then possibly. This is what, what's being speculated. A bigger opportunity then possibly for one of the two uh, whether whether it's uh, Governor DeSantis or number three, um, to win and end up in the general election, okay? Which is something that we, you know, when, 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 when let, me, let, me, let me back up, which is something that people on the left do not want and people on the right do not want to see, all right? So there is something that has to be, that, that's something big that has to be considered there, okay? Uh, the next issue becomes the policies, various policies and things that, that, are, that are on the table right now as a result of that, going into this presidential election. One of them has to do with foreign policy and the issue of warfare, possible war. Uh, we do not need to be involved in any wars, that that is the general consensus of the people. We just don't need to be involved in wars. One of the one of the reasons that this is the case is because people have recognized the fact that our military, the numbers of people who are in our military right now, are not as high as they used to be. Okay, they are not as high as they used to be. So there is a great effort to do recruitment, military recruitment, right now. Right. Um, so you'll notice many of the commercials that are on TV. You'll notice many of them on social media. You'll notice the uh, the patriotic uh, pride that once again is showing its head during this presidential election or during this period. So we're seeing that. Uh, and let me tell you, that is a very serious issue for both sides. Period. We've got to maintain our military might in order to be able to protect our to protect our country. Period. There are a lot of people out there gunning for us right now, both economically and uh, geopolitically. There are people out there who are gunning for us, right? They would love to see. There are people out there who would love to see an invasion take place, which is just <laughs> that that geographically just not going to happen. I just. No, plus there's so many right. Americans armed. Right. I think that'll work. Right. They ain't going to work too well. <laughs> you come where you want to. <laughs> you say, do shoot. Uh, you, you, what, what are you saying? You try. <laughs> you try. But this, it, the outcome is not going to be very pleasant, folks. Just, so just stay on over there where you are. Stay where you yeah. are. Don't come on over. Don't come across the land. Don't come across the Pacific. <laughs> Don't come across. No borders talking about. You, you <laughs> taking invading. over, you invading, so who, you invading who? Who you invading? <laughs> Man, please. Nah, just stay on over there. Stay on over there. Um, so that, that is, a, that's a concern for some people. 
It ain't one for me, but, but it's a concern <laughs> for some people. Um, but <laughs> but then when you talk about the economic issue, let's talk economics, okay? Uh, there are those who think that the that the effort on the part of the BRICS nation is one that is still alive and well, and that is that is going to make some sort of real impact to our the United States standing globally on the global econ- uh, economic scale, and um, domestically is going to hurt us. <clears throat> I, my argument is that that is not the case. We, we, right. we just are not going to see that kind of that kind of impact from BRICS. And, and I've given that announcement before, and I, I'll, I'll give my announcement. And be, I'm going to open it up for you to, to do the same thing. Okay. My analysis of it is this: other BRICS nations, and those people who don't know what BRICS nations would be, the BRICS nations are the nations that have that have uh, sworn that they're going to. Economically destroyed the United States, right? And that they're going to be independent, right? Some moved, most of them actually moved, actually moved away from the concept of destroying the United States, but more, more focused on stabilizing their own economies, right? But those nations are um, Brazil, Russia, India, of course, geez. okay, so India. <laughs> It is. It is China, right? And then there's South Africa, right? So let's 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 take a look at this. Yeah. So first of all, <laughs> first of all, um, Brazil is just getting on its feet. It's just really getting on its feet. It is not an economic world power. It it, it, it has it has some power now. It has some power because it right. has workforces. Right. It has this big mass of workers. It's land mass as well. Right. And it's always been that way since the time of its slavery. Right. Which which was only which only ended in what eighteen eighty seven. Okay. So it's the last country in the Western Hemisphere to end slavery. Uh, it's but the but it's. Poor masses are so large. They're so large. They've got to reconcile that. Yeah, this deep inequality. Oh, big time, big time. So I don't think that Brazil is any in any posture to join any any type of major move economically. They got to stabilize themselves eternally. And I don't see I don't see joining forces them joining forces with that effort in order to stabilize its own economy because the other ones if you're spending time stabilizing other countries economies you're not doing you're not doing what you what you're setting out to do right yeah then my next point my next which brings me to my next country which is South Africa South Africa the Republic of South Africa has had a a pretty good run of it but it is not stable it's not stable also, massive inequality. Massive inequality economically. Massive inequality historically. Massively, and because of apartheid, and 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 because of of the colonial powers that still exist in the country, which have maintained maintained a stranglehold, if you will, on its economy. 
making there three different economies that have maintained themselves over the years. The British, the Dutch, and then the South African economy itself, which really is made up of those two, still made up of those two main players uh, in terms of its economy. So it has maintained a a standing in the world in terms of the, the exchange, right, in terms of the, the RAND exchange at about four to somewhere between four to eight dollars, uh, eight RAND to the dollar, okay? Yeah. They have, until they, until they legitimize, I say legitimize because it, it literally, or I say redeem, redeem is a much better term to use. Until they redeem themselves by way of taking over their economy um, and it getting control of their economy and production within its own nation uh, and that production not be ruled by two other outside economies and there be a central economy, um, South Africa, again, is in no, re- in no standing to be involved in anything like this except for the fact that it has natural resources that are extremely valuable. Same thing with Brazil. Same thing with Brazil with regard to natural resources. However, its natural resources are beginning to dwindle as well um, on, on its side because of deforestation and so forth. There's a lot to Brazil right now, but they just can't get a hold. They got to get a hold of that. Uh, then there's yeah. India. <clears throat> India is very interesting. It's a very interesting economic phenomenon. Why do I say that? India historically has been um, almost like Africa from the standpoint that it does have precious jewels. It does have uh, natural resources, a bunch of natural resources. Uh, but it, it, it is not done well in terms of managing those resources. What do I mean by that? Um, they, like other colonial, colonialized um, countries, have suffered under the, the foot of the British colonial powers. And it's only very recently that they've begun to, to come from under that, that, that foot, that boot, hmm. that, that has been there for centuries. It is... So, so the control of its resources then come into question. Who controls India's resources? Number one. Number two, the environmental issues around surrounding India right now. One of the biggest environmental issues, again, that, that goes right back to South Africa, that goes back to Brazil, more Brazil than South Africa, I believe. Um, but when we talk about the environmental issues surrounding India, they have quite, they're quite the player. They're quite the player. Why? Because it is an impoverished nation. It's seen as an impoverished nation, yet it, it has a very, uh, but it, it has, has a lot of resources. Then again, there's another part of that, and that is how you produce. Do you produce wisely? Do you produce within environmental standards that are, that are good standards to the point that you're not um, you're not killing yourself or putting yourself in a stranglehold economically, right? 
or are you going to change from that? For instance, they burn a lot of fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. They burn a lot of fossil fuels. And they have a lot of other um, environmental um, encroachments that need to be addressed. They have a lot, a lot of environmental impacts. Um, good morning, Kim Jackson. How you doing? Um, let me let me tell you, they have a lot of issues there. And as they stand on the world stage, one of the first names that comes up is India, right? Mm-hmm. So we could go on and on about India, but and, and there's disproportionate numbers in terms of wealth in India. It's very disproportionate, right? You have a lot of businesses, a lot of businesses, but you also have, and you have a lot of wealth, but you don't have, you, it's not distributed very well. Those people in India, you have people in India who are still starving. There are people in India who they, they cannot bury their dead, so they leave their dead on the doorstep to be picked up by a truck um, and burned in, in a funeral pyre. Um, you know, that is, you know, the Ganges is still, you know, people still bathe in the Ganges um, and because there's no running water in certain areas. You can't have that type of thing happen and consider yourself to be a power. Your money and finances need to go into that. And you cannot depend on an outside source and be a part of BRICS that, that's going to be some sort of monetary power and it'd be okay. Right. Yeah, the whole idea is to replace the U.S. dollar as the world reserve currency. But, you know, if the big anchor in the BRICS, because, you know, there are a lot of nations who are turning in membership applications for the BRICS. Yes. But if the big anchor, China, doesn't want to replace the U.S. dollar as the world reserve currency, which it doesn't, mm-hmm. not right now at least, it's uh, it's not going to happen. You know, uh, the uh, Indian economy, uh, they need to d- decide what their role is going to be in this de-dollarization, but it has a lot of development to do in these other countries, and the BRICS are not prepared to do that. It depends on the United States, too. Yeah. they In, in Russia... Uh, that's okay. the one to watch because you know we know that you know the the sort of this sort of Leninism that has been going on under Putinism. You know this sort of only state Putin Leninism. <laughs> only the state industries can make a profit. You know, sounds like so. a gastro a gastro <laughs> it does a gastric <laughs> issue. Putin Putin Leninism. Leninism. <laughs> <laughs> I kill <But>. me. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm but sorry. I'm thinking about that land mass, you know. Oh, yeah. If you take Belarus, yeah. Belarus, which is just white Russia, you know, and add yeah. that to the land mass of Russia, then yeah. you have quite a behemoth of a giant yeah. over there in that part it of Europe. It scares people because of that, mm-hmm. you know. But they got to realize a lot of that is still uninhabited. <laughs> how, how much of Russia is still uninhabited, right? right? Or, or, or it's just Siberia. Yeah, you know, you got all these, all this nuclear fallout right. all over the country. Right. I'm surprised. I'm surprised their population is what it is right now. <laughs> Those people got cancer all over the place. I mean, yeah, you know they, what I'm saying? Uh, Seems like they buried a lot of germs, <laughs> things underground. Yeah. So I don't know yeah. who wants to take over that. You know, and they work the hell out of their people. Yes, they do those work camps, man, prison camps, and that still hasn't changed. No. So you know, each of these countries has some sort of really right. bad, bad things going on, 
that that makes them not very stable. And as as Russia is an opposing power, uh, and has been a world power, so to speak, right, a superpower. It's only because of the one thing that's that's actually holding it back from being from being a great a, a great nation, so to speak, right? Nuclear power, nuclear. The way it handles it is just terrible. They've been bad players with how they deal with it. They really have been. Listen, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. <laughs> and now, only you see it. You see it directly. You see it, and it's so bad. It is so bad. And it's like, here's this huge problem within our country, but we're going to go and take over your country. What? Speaking of the Ukraine, right? right. Let's go go take over the Ukraine while we're at it. Why? Take care of your own stuff while you're at it. How about that? Why why are you worried about, you get what I'm saying? That's crazy. Geopolitics. I mean, because to take over the Crimea Peninsula, Oh first oh was God. really about oh creating this uh, this trade route <laughs> to please, the Black Sea. Please, please, it, it, it just uh, okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> it just makes me sick to think about it, man. It's like it's so so much greed, right? It's so much greed, and that's right? how I think the bricks are being used right now. Look at South Africa being caught between a rock and a hard place, yes. giving you know. They they're expected to help Russia to conduct military exercises off the South African coast, or to help give Russia some arms. And now they're in a position where if Putin comes to South Africa for a visit, they might have to arrest him. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! How that's gonna go? I don't know. Oh my god! And, and, and oh my god! That that's just bad. This is. Just bad across the board, right? Yeah. So, so we have some issues. We got some real issues over there now. And and, and don't think that this does not affect us in some way, right? Mm. It does affect us. It affects us to the point that we laugh about it, like we laugh about it right now. Mm. You ain't gonna do nothing. You aren't <laughs> gonna do anything to us over here in the United States. Just forget about it. Now, it bring that. Now we. In the black community, now, let, let me show, let's show the connection now, okay? While all this is going on, <laughs> we need to focus on the economics of our community and the black community here in our own, throughout this nation, okay? We need to worry about our global standing as well, back to the motherland, right? Because that's very, very important. While other countries and other cultures in the United States, we're the melting pot, as they call it, right? But while other countries are, are, are giving back to, or other people are giving back to their countries, supporting their countries, we are still at the point where we are utilizing the concept of pan-Africanism in order to bring ourselves together and be able to, be able to create a type of global and economic, uh, global uh, strength, global economic strength, and political strength. That's just, that's just a fact, okay? Um, it's something that, that, it's nothing new. It's something we've been working on for a long time. But I think we're at the point now where, where it's, it's more of a reality now than it ever has been before. Why? Because we have, as I've said many, many times before on this show, 
we have more doctors and lawyers and, pe- and, and people in the stock exchange and people who are experts in the fields that are necessary for it to happen than any other time in our history. Yeah. Plus that, that uh, educated class is more woke. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> which, is, which is really one of the reasons why we can ill afford to have this governor kill, so-called kill woke. And that's just not going to happen. Know what that means. That's just not even going to happen. <laughs> no. First of all, that's not going to happen. So, let, so let's, let's be real about that, folks, right off the bat. That's just not going to happen unless we let it happen. And there's always some fool out there that's gonna that's gonna do something to agree. Oh, I agree with him. I agree. So that's a part of you know all your skin coke, skin coke, and, and your skin folk. Right. But they run. Out, I, I agree with the governor. I mean, mean to kill all this woke stuff. That what? <laughs> okay, sucker. Whatever. Yeah, they asked him to describe what that means, and <laughs> he can't do it. He that. can't do it. He and none of his cronies should do it either. So whatever. But forty-five was more. Uh, if I could say more honest about it, he said these Republicans don't know who woke is. is. They no. couldn't define it. You know, and he, he probably came closer than anybody did to define <laughs> what it is. Uh, but we have got to recognize that our our economic worth and well being is not just on our own shores, right here in the United States. We are not the only black people on the face of the earth. You know. Okay, we came from somewhere. And that somewhere is the continent of Africa. And that continent of Africa has historically been the breadbasket of empires throughout the throughout world history. Yeah. Well. Even up until right now. They all came from us. They all they all <laughs> we we funded everybody. We funded everybody with the cocoa, the gold. Okay, the copper, the silver, the platinum, the diamonds. But even their chromosomes. Yeah. yeah there you go. There we go. There we go. So we got we got a call. Yeah, we do. We got a call. Let's, let's get this to the call. This is the Sunday Forum. You can call us too. <laughs> 813-239-9663 is the number. Call just taking your cold calls for Walter L. Smith the second. He's the host. Direct your questions to him. <laughs> go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Hey, good morning. Good morning. This is Russell in Tampa. Russell, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. Um, speaking of Russia, when are you going to have those clowns from Uhuru on your show again? The clowns? Yeah, the guys mm. who were uh, arrested for being Russian agents. The, <laughs> I don't know when we're going to... I wouldn't characterize them as clowns necessarily, but uh, not as a whole, but certainly... I'm gonna see what I can do to get them get some folks on here from Uhuru, definitely, so we can get some get some answers and try yeah. to find out some realities of what actually happened. Right, and you can't until his lawyer says you can. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a yeah. I don't I don't want I don't want to necessarily characterize that, and I certainly wouldn't want to characterize them as clowns, uh, considering what they've done what they've done historically, what they've meant historically to our community. Pretty embarrassing to be exposed as Russian agents, isn't it? They haven't had that day in court yet. No, they haven't. Yeah, yeah. Until until that happens, you know, they were that, that, would, that would not be good. Of course, that certainly would not be good. Yeah, I'll get them on the show. We'd love to hear their side of it. Yeah, yeah. We want. We definitely want to hear that. That we want to hear. That we want to hear. But we don't want to characterize them as anything at all until we hear that. That we want. That we want to know. 
hey, you know, I'm just putting my opinion out there. You call. I get it. This, this clown, is the forum, I right? I want to a clown. It's a free country. Right? This is the forum. This is the forum. There you go. There you go. This is the forum. Thanks. Have a good day now. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, they've already talked about, you know, Russia was there for other African peoples and some, and, you know, that could be argued back and forth. You know, oh, I, yeah, they, yeah, that's, they that's find a, both yeah. sides in a, in yeah, a conflict. You don't want no black cars in front of your house. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the uh, they're already there. But <laughs> they're already there. <laughs> <laughs> the fact of the matter is, you know, the, that's was also... One of the reasons behind why a lot of countries are joining BRICS because, you know, this so-called non-aligned movement, you know, that we, we're not aligned with either the East or the West. We're non-aligned. Right. And uh, we didn't, you know, we're not aligned with the allied powers. This goes back to the Cold War. You know, we're not aligned with the um, uh, West. Right. So, obviously, the bifurcation of the world meant that if you're not aligned with the West, you're aligned with, with Russia. So You know, I had this conversation with my son the other day. We were going, I was taking him to class and uh, he was like, you know, I, I was I was impressed. I was totally impressed by it. I was, we were talking about, uh, we were talking about Russia's involvement, with, or the, we were talking about communist movements, right? Mm -hmm. and, and we're talking about Russia's involvement not being any less colonial than 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 um, the United States in its dealings with other countries, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and he said, "Yeah." He said, "You're right, Dad." He said to me, "He said to me that he, you know, he said I'm still learning some of this stuff." He said, "But I want to understand the Cold War." Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. The expand. Why? Why are the United States and Russia really not? And I said, "Well, son, you didn't live through the eighties. <laughs> if you lived through the eighties, you would really understand." I said, "But you watch a lot of Rocky and stuff like that, right?" He said, "Yeah, yeah." So, so he know. So he he gets it. He gets. He sees this this thing. His 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 obsession. I won't say obsession. His concern or his interest. His interest was in trying to understand why the United States and Russia had this bad thing going on between them. Mm -hmm. Where where did it come from? How did it start? You know, and now and what's the difference between us and them? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, and and so when we were talking about I I, I kind of gave him some some ideas to make him understand that they are no better than us with regard to the colonial mindset is still the the mindset is to protect their interests globally to protect global right. interests that's the issue right and so so now he gets it better now and i i i've actually i'm concerned his his question actually um concerns me from the standpoint of bring up another question, and that is, does this generation really understand anything that's happening right now? I mean, I really understand that's the roots of what's happening right now. That's why history is important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really, I'm, I'm very concerned about that. I'm very concerned about that because very easily this can be the, um, 
uh, people can be influenced in some very bad ways. And these youth need to, this generation of youth need to really understand uh, how these things work in order to form a real, well-rounded worldview. Yeah. You know, understand what I'm saying? Like, for instance, this gentleman came on just now, and he made a comment about about um, characterized uh, Uhuru as clowns. Well, I'm not, you know, first of all, I'm not going to sit here and allow anybody to characterize uh, black movement as clowns. I'm right. not, I'm not right. going to do that. That's just not going to happen. But more than that, uh, we don't know, there's very little that we even know about what has even happened when it comes to that. You get what I'm saying? So how can I pass a judgment on internet? And I and I'm I'm one of those people that on this show, until I see something outright that says that you are a that you are a clown or that you're a sellout or whatever it is, then that's what just like just like we were coming back to Tim Scott, uh, <laughs> who actually <laughs> who actually proven has proven himself to be a clown. <laughs> um, then we have an issue, right? You get what I'm saying? Uh, but these are people who. Um, some of the, the members there are people who uh, were members of the civil rights movement and the black power movement that fought for our liberation. So I'm not I'm not prepared to do that to say such a thing. That's not fair and that's not right. And more and more than it not being right or fair, um, I need to make sure I'm gonna I'm gonna have more of an analysis on that. And I'm just gonna be honest. You can call me biased, call me unbiased. Eh, big deal. Um, it's a black organization. Just like if you were to pass judgment and say that about the NAACP, I'd say that I'd have the same thing to say about that. Yeah, what's your real big, what is your ultimate point by using that terminology? Right, right, right. And I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not prepared to do such a thing. I'm just not ready to do that. Um, we have another call. Yes, and uh, you can write us at dj at wmf.org as well, and I'll read your emails. Go ahead, call her. Good morning, folks on Facebook. Yeah, hey, how you doing? All right, good morning. I haven't talked with you in a while. How you doing? But, you know, I felt like, uh, uh, I'm doing fine, I'm doing fine. I'm, I felt like uh, we that um, you either had to be talking about uh, uh, environment or your boy DeSantis or, or something around <laughs> that political thing. So, you know, I'm just uh, chiming, chiming in. I haven't had a chance to listen. But I want you to know that... Uh, we're still been very actively involved in doing the research that we've been doing on healthcare. Yes, we answered. We stumbled, not stumbled, but we came across a young lady who uh, was a uh, pediatric uh, oncologist. Uh, she's uh, a graduate of Yale School of Medicine, and uh, she found herself uh, targeted by uh, both DOJ and DEA. And uh, she points out the fact when she was a student at Mayo at Yale, her name is Dahlia Kirkland, out of Polish name, and she did a beautiful interview when she was a student at Yale. <clears throat> she uh, came in and worked in a in a, in a community clinic that was uh, run by the Black Panther Party, and okay. because they recognized that kids were not getting their uh, health care, and so as soon as she got involved in this, then you know. Trouble, you know, or what we call palaba. You don't mind palaba came came to her, so she had to fight this for pretty much all her career. Um, um, the other thing too, I published an article uh, message from the Sanisburg uh, again. Uh, Babylon makes the rules, 
if you go and look at this article, Babylon makes the rules that uh, we uh, it was an improvement on what I had told you before that that the future of Florida had become a uh, 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 the past of South Africa. But what we but I came across with a song that I've been listening to by Steel Pulse called Babylon Makes the Rules. You know, yes, and yes. Uh, but and so if you go to this article. All you go all the way down, you'll see where it says uh, uh, that goes into the the Babylon makes rules. There's another interesting thing in terms of keeping us ignorant and in a state of stupidity. I always talk about that uh, it's important for. I mean, uh, ignorance is a very important tool, uh, or miseducation is a very important tool to maintain dominance over a targeted population. There was a there's a book out called The Interpreter. And this book deals with uh, essentially what they did was the lynching of black soldiers in uh, Europe uh, during World War II. And uh, it deals, if you pull up this book, you'll find out that there was a French, uh, a French uh, interpreter. And these guys, these soldiers were included, were accused of all kind of little misdemeanor stuff, but they were all hung. And this French and the thing about it was so well advertised in Europe, but it was hidden from the American troops and uh, from the American people that may and people like Emmett Till's uh, father, uh, Jimi Hendrix's father, were, were were essentially hung or lynched in in Europe by uh, uh, by the U.S. command. So the book called The Interpreter, and this is the kind of information that uh, guys like DeSantis wants to keep us away from you know this the story about our about our history and the other thing too and i always make a com- comparative analysis between him and uh Bervoort, you know is that <laughs> is w. Way Bervoort, attacked, yeah. the way we attack this guy is through an anti he's an anti-mandela i mean diversity uh against uh uh you know the, the, what mandela talked about Democracy. The, 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 those who would threaten us are, are are folks who are against democracy. And he talks about you know when the when when they finally got their freedom, the 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 freedom of, of, of black folk is something that's and the quest for freedom is irreversible. And uh, so we we have to attack this guy like we like Mandela attacked uh, uh, the 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 the, the and, and stuff. The apartheid like regime. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Use the same the same approach, man. We we have to do because what he has done is just simply take the old border bond book and and uh, and and dust it off and and incorporate it into his his language. And this thing about being woke, you know, you and I talk about woke to us means that a person. Remember, we went through a phase called awakening when we became conscious of ourselves and conscious of our roots and con- that was the awakening. And in, in the slang of that was woke. So when a person said they were well, awakening, we then turn it into consciousness, being conscious, and or better yet, woke it was a slang for it. So when you hear this guy talks about woke and attack on woke, you know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. He is actually uh, doing the very same thing that the that the uh, the, uh, the George Wallace's or Orville Falls Falls doing. This is a total anti-black. Way is a cold word. It's a it's a dog uh, whistle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Uh, uh, yeah, to say that you know this is anti-black, but we had a consciousness. We, that's how we have to 
to look at this this particular guy from DeSantisburg, I call him, or DeSantis Leonard, or better yet, Dizzy Santis Land, <laughs> and stuff like that, because that's exactly what we face now. And so we write about this in our article called Babylon Makes the Rules. Uh, you know, I just kind of updated a little bit and stuff. And, you know, I had your consciousness in mind that you had traveled the same places. You and I both have traveled the same places in the world. And we saw we can do a comparative analysis, and we know that his actions are so similar to what you find in the in the Johannesburg Museum, at the Hector Peterson Museum, and are identified in the Hector Peterson Museum, the Constitutional Avenue Museum, District Six Museum in Cape Town. You know, uh, we we see the same uh, uh, philosophy and thinking that having been adopted here, and we must expose it. We must be conscious of it and, and conscious of the code words and, you know, and everything like that. So, no, I didn't mean to frighten you too bad and frighten your audience, but see y'all kind of quiet back there. No, man. This, this is Doc. Let me tell you something. Thank you very much for your call. Okay. We appreciate it. And everybody, please check out youarewithinthenorms.com. Let me tell you. Um, we that's can, um, that's uh, mm-hmm. that's a still pulse. Babylon makes the rules in the background, right? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes. Let me tell you. The 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 things that I witnessed while there in in Africa um, that helped to shape my worldview. Um. Upon coming back home and making being able to make that comparative analysis of what happened there and what happened here, and, uh, you know that is a that's a riveting thing. That's very riveting, and it's riveting because um, it put me at a level of discussion with not my peers, but my teachers that I didn't think I would be at. You understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And when we talk about these issues on Sundays, and and, and every day for that matter, but on Sundays when we come in here and we speak about these issues, man, it's devastating to think when we talk about things like redlining, right? Mm-hmm. MB, do you realize that it was 1930 when black South Africans were forced to go into what you call townships? Um, Alexandria, um, Soweto, um, Marabastat, places like that. Um, in these areas that they that they created, especially in Joburg with Soweto, there was it was it was like it was redlining to the degree that it said you have one way in and one way out. Yeah. That was to control the black masses. Redlining was created in order to here, in order to create a a place for the black masses, less desirable. Uh, and in some cases, they had one way in 
and one way out. That's what was allowed. In the same manner, you had people who were able to come out into downtown Joburg in their own nation, in their own nation, with a book, a pass, that said that you were from Soweto or what your name was or wherever you are, so they could know exactly where you were and they could they could keep tabs on you. Mm-hmm. The same way that you had to have a pass coming out of slavery, right? And, and you know, so coming out of slavery, you had to have a pass. And the same uh, way you have to navigate Ron DeSantis is Florida. Before you know it, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, before you know it, if he could, he would. I'm telling you, it's coming down the pipeline. I hope to God that, they, that nobody nobody actually has the audacity. That would be complete yeah. stupidity and audacity to do something like that. And, I, and, and you know what? I don't think anybody has ever actually asked the governor a direct question and gotten a direct answer Mm-mm. regarding the issue of race. I don't, I don't think I don't think that's been done. I, I, maybe, I might be wrong. I might be wrong because he might have just ignored it. Yeah, or he'll answer the question he was hoping he was asked. Right. You know, right. Just bait and switch on you. But a one on one, a one on one, he he would evade he would evade a one on one conversation with someone like me or you. I think um, he's afraid of the public. You know, he's not going to answer questions in an open session setting. He's going to go to his. No. Fox News or False News yeah. outlet, and or maybe to Twitter, <laughs> but you know he doesn't like to be confronted directly in public, and he doesn't like to answer a straight question, especially on race. Well, you know it doesn't even have to be confrontational. Doesn't have you, to. There's 